0: I get older in the ministry. Um, you know, I started out in River um, Falls, Wisconsin, and and it was it was strictly organ, piano, um, um, and and very traditional in that way. And as years went on, and as I went into another ministry, another ministry, um, it was um, it was apparent to me that times were changing a little bit, uh, and even, even the music. Um, and, uh, again, I go to a lot of conferences. Um, John Maxwell, if you ever heard of him, he's a, he's a, he's a um, leadership development kind of guy. But he was talking about as far as compelling and, and, and bringing new people into the church that are different generations that. And, and he said, he made a statement, it rings true today, he said, when is the last time a young person walked in anywhere, turned a radio on anywhere, and heard an 18th century hymn? Um, and... and, and he said, he said times are changing a little bit I love the 18th 19th century hymns um, don't get me wrong uh, I'm going to tell you a little story um, and I don't know if you got to tell me if I share things again you know how, how you get older you start saying the same stories um, but uh, when I was doing youth ministry at, 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 uh, um, at the Methodist Church in Union City, Um, I took our our whole group of youth to a thing called Acquire the Fire, and and what it was, it's a big conference, and they have speakers, and they have bands and different stuff, and and, uh, there was just one gentleman, uh, Nate Cash, his name was, and, and he was a rebel to the day is long. Um, he, he wore ripped-up jeans, his hair was down to his back. Um, I got calls just about every night from the sheriff's department uh, that said, hey, Nate is down here in the parking lot again at the bank. He says he's, he's, he's jumping all over stuff with his skateboard. And, 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 and I'm thinking, just leave the guy alone. He's not hurting anything. But, um, but his mom had asked me to uh, kind of mentor this young man. And he was tough. And, and I go down there and I get him. And I take him home. And I'm talking, 10 o'clock at night, and I take him home. And, 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 and I'm not kidding, I get a call at 1 o'clock in the morning. Nate's back down here. I said, are you kidding me? And and, and so I'd go down there, and he'd sneak out of the house. He, he was just a, just a kind of a bad egg um, at that age. But um, we went to acquire fire, and he went along, he agreed, finally. He says, he says you know, that stuff's just boring to me. He said, I can't, I can't relate. He says, I don't, I don't want nothing to do with that. And so he went with me, and he's, he's sitting down about, I don't know, like, like, like that last chair there, a few kids in between us, and a group called Red came on. Look it up on the internet later. Red, R-E-D. You you ever hear music that just makes your ears bleed? I mean, it's so loud and obnoxious. I mean, this band, I, I, I mean, I was seriously hold my ears, and I was used to a lot of music growing up. I mean, I listened to some some stuff. And, um, and I'm going, and I'm thinking inside, this isn't worship. This is not worship. And, and you know, we're standing, and the, the words are up there, and I, was, I just wasn't getting it. And I turn to my right, and here's Nate. His arms are up in the air, and he's worshiping. The tears are just coming down. And I thought, wow, you know what? It's not about me. It's about how God's reaching him. So as we develop a little bit, there might be some music that you just don't care for. We won't do that kind of music, trust me. <laughs> um, but there's some really good modern worship out there. Um, but uh, and, and, and yes, a lot of it's repetitive. I mean, you'll you'll see that. Uh, but the words, I mean, really take time and look at the words because as we grow and we will be growing, I'll guarantee you that God God has a plan for. For, uh, for us here, and, and and that's for these pews to be full. And as we get young people, in, and you start seeing them worship, and their arms go up in the air or whatever, and if we get, you know, guitar up here or whatever, I mean, you'll see, and you'll sit back and go, you know what, God has a plan. He's got an amazing plan. So, uh, but we'll never take the hymns away, because I believe in blended worship. I believe in everybody has to have something within the worship. Uh, you know, it's not all about the young kids. But it's a lot about them, because we're trying to reach that generation for Christ. Amen? I mean, that's a huge part of things. So we need to be really praying about it and, and think, you know what? You know, it's not my style, but it's not bad. You know? and Because I, I guarantee you, we've gone to concerts or, or uh, whatever that aren't Christian, and there, there's drums and there's stuff like that. Um, and we sit through it and we go, oh, that was nice. It just might not be the way you grew up worshiping. So... But, um probably speaking of the choir, you're probably all sitting back, oh, yeah, we're, we're in, because, uh, if not, I wouldn't be here. I mean, you guys have been closing the doors. So, um, I'm excited about it, I really am, and, and, uh, um, but, um, but I, I love worship, and I'm starting to embrace the quiet time a little bit. Um, I, I'll be honest, I'm not a, I'm not a, I am not i am not I I do not know if i got ADHD or whatever, but I have a hard time sitting still for a few minutes, but, uh. But overall, it's good because I've incorporated that into my my own prayer life now. You know, I used to play a little worship music behind, you know, when i pray. Now it's like, okay, I'm going to get five minutes of just silence. And and there's value to it. Uh, and you can thank my brother for that. He said, Scott, just just allow that to happen. Yeah, I said, okay, because um, I'm not a big one for it. So, let's pray before we get in the message this morning. Heavenly Father. We thank you so much for um, your 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 music uh, that you've gifted people with, all the way back to um, you know the the writers of the, the the old hymns, all the way through the centuries, Lord. And and yes, we have new people um, uh, coming up with new songs and new worship stuff. And and Lord, I remember back when when people were were, were cringing at Bill Gaither, and um, and and a lot of the hymns we sing are, are his music now. But Lord, we pray for each and every one of these empty slots here this morning. Lord, you have a plan. I'm excited to see what the plan is and, 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 and reaching this community. And Father, I pray that we've been preparing and, and really preparing the fields for the harvest to, to come in and, and, and for us to be able to see that. So Lord, I pray for that young man who called me 10 o'clock last night and asked what t- time service was. He didn't make it, but at least he's reaching, he's asking. So Lord, again, we pray for that. We pray for this week as we're at the fair, and we are able to reach new people, invite new people, um, and, uh, and just be able to, to really uh, seek out this community. But Lord, right now, I ask you just to erase all the thoughts and the things that are going on in our heads uh, of the worldly things, the things that we need to, to go on this, uh, this afternoon even. And just be able to concentrate on your word. So Father, we love you and honor you. And, and Lord, just uh, open our hearts and minds now. In your son's name. Amen. Uh, I'm going through this series. Uh, uh, if you weren't here last week, uh, I talked about excellence in knowing who Christ is. And, and this week I want to talk about uh, uh, excellence in our character. Uh, you ever think about your character once? I do all the time. I mean, I, I really do. And... And, and and I think about other people and how many of you look at someone and, and judge right away? I mean, just think about it. Look at someone you kinda kinda judge. And uh, I do. I try not to, even working with youth for so many years, and I'm talking about Nate Cash, and, and by the way, Nate Cash today, he's married, has a child on the way, and he's a teacher at Union City High School. <laughs> And yes, he cut his hair and he put good pants on. Now, um, but uh, I'll tell you, after that night, that he changed. You saw a change in this young man, and that's what that's what God's word promises us. We change in an instant of an eye. Sometimes, you know, when, when we find Jesus Christ in our life, we change. And and I saw a change in, in, in this young man. I mean, he uh, he he started really um, developing into the into the person that God wanted him to be. Character was not so good before. I mean, he wasn't. He was he was smoking behind the scenes. He was doing a lot of different things that that you would say, you know, what? He's just not a really really good young man. And he started developing, and he got so bold enough. He was one of our leaders in Fellowship of Christian Athletes when he was a junior in high school, and he did not let anyone shake his world uh, when when he. He, uh, he offered to pray at a ball game or, or do anything else. And people, you know, it, because his, his cronies, the guys he hung around with, they didn't change. They remained the, the same, a lot of them. Now, he, he reached a lot of them over the years, but at the moment when he changed, they didn't. And, and I'll tell you, peer pressure is tough, you know, to, to change about how the world wants you to do things. I want you to read First Samuel uh, 16, 7. It's up on the board here too. It said, but the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at, at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. And this is this is where we need to be. I mean, if the Lord looks at the heart, why aren't we? Because a lot of times we look at appearance, and and here here Samuel um, you know, he, he, he's bringing his sons, this is what's going on, and they're trying to uh, pick the new king. And David, he's out in the, in the, in the pastures, and he's, he's taking care of the flock. And, and, and um, anyways, he, he, he parades the whole, the whole uh, bunch of sons, and they're all good-looking guys, you know. And, and, and he says, no, that's not the one. That's not the one God asks you to come here to anoint. And then finally David comes in, and David, he was good looking, I mean, Scripture says that, he was good looking, but it was more his heart, and, 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 and Samuel um, uh, anointed him at that point to be the king, so, but he was a second thought, uh, the father didn't think, well, he's just, because at the time he's, he's kind of rough and, and tough, he stinks, he's out in the, in, the, in, the, in the fields with the shepherds, or with the sheep, and, and, you know, why would he be picked to be the king? Here, God had a certain thing for for David, and He picked him. Staying solid to who you are and your character is huge. I'm going to show a clip here, and you, a lot of you being Hoosiers probably have seen this movie a gazillion times, but um, I want you to I want you to watch it once again because it shows good character. What do you mean? You gotta have to. out there. Any of you, were were any of you extras in that movie? No, but we have to be in our community who were. Really? Okay. Well, in, in Union City, majority of the people I know who are that, that age would have been extras. Um, the whole junior and senior class was asked to be in the audience there, so it was pretty cool. Um, but a lot, I asked a lot of people in, in Indiana if they were in that as far as extras. This clip here shows a, a coach who is going to hold firm to his, his, his values. Um, you know, he has his, 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 his plan all laid out in his little, his little booklet, and that's where he holds up like that. He says, I've got to believe in this. And that's what I'm talking about this morning. You know, when, when our character gets attacked a little bit and, and the world tells us that we should be doing things a little different than what, what uh, we should be doing. And, uh, and, and it's really hard sometimes because, um, you know, we're, we're pushed and we're pushed and we're pushed. And I don't care how what age you are, you know, the world likes to pull you away from that. And our character in Christ is, is exactly that, holding firm to it, no matter what anyone says or what anyone does. And, 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 and we go through those kind of things, and, and, and we go through trials, and we go through tribulations, and we go through problems in our life, and, and, and a lot of times we, we try to try to figure out, you know, what's the purpose of all this, and why do, we, why do we have this going on? Why do we have people that are trying to pull us away from our faith? Why, why is the world saying, you know what, uh, you know, you need to believe in this, believe in this, and, and, and for us to sit back? and really take a firm hold in, in, in our character. Let's read Romans 5, 1-5 through 5 here. It says, Therefore, since we have been justified through faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith into the grace in which we now stand, and we boast in the hope of the glory of God. Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, and perseverance, character, and character, hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. So this scripture here, to me, it's a promise, you know. We're, it doesn't say we're not going to go through things, does it? I mean, it's not saying that. It says when we do, we need to take a stand. We're going to go through those things. But perseverance, what? Builds character. I mean, every time that life kind of punches us in the face, we can sit back and we can get punched and we can do something about it. And we cannot be kind of thrown back on it. But suffering produces perseverance and perseverance, character, and character, hope. So we have that hope in Jesus Christ even through that. And we can see a strong character even when when the world doesn't do that. Romans 12.2 says, Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. See, that's what we need to be doing. We need to be sitting back. And not allowing the world to conform us. But we need the word of God to transform us. Amen? I mean, those are things that we need to to happen. In Philippians 4.8, it says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is abnormal, if anything is excellent, or praiseworthy, think about such things. When you have your devotion time, when you have your prayer time, when you have that time that, that you just get away and go to go to be with God, you ever think about that place, that quiet, still place? Close your eyes, please. Just, just close your eyes. Think about that one place that you meet Jesus in. That you're able just to sit back. And, and I want you to think about that. It, and, and for me, it's out in the woods. As I'm sitting there, I can, I can imagine and just, just, just think about Jesus walking towards me. As I'm spending time with him, he, he, you know, you're, he, you're walking towards you. And wherever you are, think about that. We can put an image on Jesus because we, we have that. But think about that time where he just sits down with you. Nobody else, just you. Think about that—that that quiet place that you do that with. You can open your eyes and go be be with Jesus later. Think about that, though. Have you ever thought about that place? Because a lot of times we're we're busy, aren't we? I'll tell you, I got so many stinking distractions that it's unreal. I was talking uh, yesterday with a friend and, and my phone's going off and going up and it's like, I don't give a rip. I can answer that later. If, if it's that important, they can leave a message. But there's distractions. Do you shut off everything? Do you embrace that quiet time? I'm trying to. I'm trying to because there's value in it. I'm seeing that. But it's hard to really focus So I'm not gonna lie to you. I like that little music going on in the background most of the time, because I I, I, that's how I I connect with God. I want you to think about your place that you do that with. You see, we can't stay firm in our character with Christ if we're living in chaos. If we're, we're living in a, an area that the TV's on and the radio's on and, and people are yapping at you and talking to you and the, and the doorbells are ringing and the phones ringing. and I mean it's, it, how can you actually sit down and hear the voice of Christ? So whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of are, 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 are good rapport, if there is any virtue, there's anything praiseworthy. Meditate on them. Meditate on them. That's Philippians 4.8. Put this in your head a little bit. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Is God praiseworthy? Is Christ in his life excellent for us? You see, the world gets a hold of us sometimes and pulls our character off to the side do we sit down and pray that our character remains solid? you know what you know what the, the hardest time I have with my character is tax season. I pray probably six times when I'm doing taxes because it's so easy to change the number to do this to do that to change the, the overall effect and you're thinking well everyone else does it. Or everyone else told me to do it this way. Integrity is a huge thing that I pray about and hold really firm to. My integrity and character. Doing things even though nobody else knows about it. Doing it the right way. Reading scripture the right way. Doing the things I need to do. And every aspect of our life turns into excellence, I believe, when we look at our integrity and character of our life and how we, how we live. I believe that person who's watching us, be it in the community, in the church, in the school, wherever it is, if we're living the right way, people says that person's a man or woman of character. That's a person I can look up to. That's a person that, that I can see lives the right way. How do you judge that for yourself? How do you get done at the end of the day and have your prayers and say, Lord, forgive me for all these things. Thank you for doing these things. Thank you for for keeping me in track. What's your measuring stick? This is the last scripture that I read each night. It's Philippians five twenty two 22-23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, or forgiveness. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. See, the fruit of the Spirit, a lot of times we say, you know what? I, I, had, I had love, but I wasn't very kind today. Really? How can you be kind if you love somebody? You see, it's not the fruits of the Spirit. It's the fruit of the Spirit. You see, if you miss any one of these, your fruit is stinky. You got stinky fruit. And I sit down at the end of the night, and I look at this, and I say, Lord, okay, how did I do today? And I start going through my day. How did I treat people? How did I I forgive one another? Was I kind? Did I love one another? Was I gentle? Was I in control of myself? The last one's my killer a lot of times, because I used to, I used to be um, um, get angry a lot, get angry a lot. And, and you lose your, your control when you get angry, don't you? You say things you don't mean, you do things you don't mean, and, and to be honest with you, it wipes out every one of those things. Billy Graham did a message some years ago called Stinky Fruit. Look it up on the internet if you want. But it's really good. And, And he talks about this. You see, you mess up on one of those. All your fruit is rotten. Scripture says, by your fruit, people can tell. By your fruit. This is our fruit. That's our character. That's who we are. That's who we need to be. And when we don't hit that, that's when we say, Lord... Please forgive me. Please change me. And he does. And he's changed that, that, that anger and that self-control for me over the years. And I can, I can go through these things. and I hit that, I sleep a lot better at night. But even when I hit him, I think, man, I could have done better. I was borderline. You ever think where your, your line is of your character? If I'm over here, I'm really good. But if I cross over here, uh, not so good. I talk to the young people about their dating life. Where's your line as far as your as far as your appropriateness with one another? I said if your your line is over here, make it over here. That's where you need to be. You can't get up so close to that line where, where you can step over. And that's the same way with our character. We need to adapt and do things different than we've done before. We need to follow the fruit. By your fruit, is love, joy, peace, kindness, self-control. Those are the things we need to meditate on day and night. Those are the things that we need to pray about before we leave the house, before we open our mouths sometimes. Because for you and me, I'm a, I'm a real close, real good one to really talk before I think things through. And I've learned, particularly when I'm dealing with a crisis situation or a conflict, sit back and pray about it. And I've seen that help over the years, even, even with... Um, you know when, when there's something major going on in the church, a lot of times the church board will get together and, and they'll start firing things at each other and we've got a pretty good board by the way. I'm really happy with our, our board so far. Um, but I've seen church boards start fighting about dumb stuff. I've seen church boards get upset because of the color of the floor or the color of the walls and they end up splitting called into a friend's church one time because they were they were arguing about where they were going to put the nursery. When he first asked me to come in and be a mediator a little bit with the church and, and himself and, and or the board, and I thought, man, there's something spiritual happening. He said, no, it's about a nursery. Really? And it was about, they had, I'm not kidding, and there was one, one room here and right next to it was another room. And they were trying to decide which room Really? It doesn't need to happen. It doesn't need to happen. We as Christians, we can talk things through. And in those situations, I would fire back. I would throw things. And now I say, okay, I want you to pray about this. And I didn't have him praying about the room. I had him pray about how are you treating one another with the issue. And I'd bring this scripture up. Because again, this is my measuring stick. Each day. i read through Galatians five twenty two and 23. How did I do with it? And those church leaders are supposed to be, hopefully, some of the spiritual leaders within the church. And a lot of times, I've seen them come back together and hug each other. And then, you, then you get the, 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 the other way too, too heavy. Oh, whatever you want. And then you don't get anything done that way either. So, um, love is the main thing here. You see, if we love one another, as Christ has loved us, we have that peace. We have that kindness. We have that forgiveness. We have that faithfulness. And most of all, we have gentleness. So pray about that this week. Think about your character. How are you doing? Look at the scripture when you go home. Read Read it at night. See how you're doing? I pray you're doing well. I love God's word when it puts us back in check a little bit. You see even if I didn't wake up in the morning, I didn't meditate on God's word and I didn't read a scripture at the end of the night, I look at this or I think about this. And it says, eh, "You didn't do very well." And that's the great thing about Jesus. Every day is a new day. We repent, we wake up in the morning, and we can do it better than we did before. Let's pray. Lord, I love your word, your direction when it gives us the, the, the guidance that it gives us and the encouragement that it pours into us. So Father, as we go into our our quiet time, our communion with you, Lord, I pray that you, you just... Um, Open our hearts in a new way. Think about how we are doing things. Are we hitting the mark, Lord? Or do we need some work? So, Father, be with us now and as we just come to you. Just touch us in a new way. In your son's name we pray.